Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of Musician Memoirs on the In the Pocket podcast with Chip G. I'm your host, Kevin Chip Ginyard, aka 203 Chip G. Uh, I am excited about tonight's episode, uh, but let me give you a little backstory about my podcast. This podcast was created to help people find their rhythm, whether it be in music, whether it be in the arts, whether it be in acting, whether it be in and dramatization of any sort, any type of creative situation that you're in. I want this podcast to be able to help you find your groove and help you find your niche. A musical term in the pocket is when you find that beat and you stay there and you lock into that beat, I want you to lock into whatever dream or desire you have in life and go after it. And once you find it, stay in your groove. So this podcast is geared towards that. This section of the podcast is called Musician Memoirs, where I talk to musicians that are still on the daily grind in their industries, where they uh, are still on the road, they're still writing songs, they're still pursuing uh, their dreams, and they're going to share how, where they got uh, so far. They're not le- necessarily legends yet, but they are accomplished seasoned musicians, and they're going to tell the younger generation about how they got where they are and how they achieved success. So I'm very excited about tonight's episode. Tonight is a good friend of mine. His name is Garnett Walters. He is from New York by way of Connecticut. Um, he is a super versatile, multi-genre pianist with credits that range from gospel to jazz, to hip-hop. Garnett is a husband, father, educator, and author. Um, so let's not keep everybody waiting. Let's bring to the camera my friend, my guy, Garnett Walters. What's up, bro? I'm good, man. What's going on, man? I'm happy, man. Woo! Let's give it up for G. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Long time coming, man. You've been a good friend of mine, and I, I'm just honored that you took the time tonight. Uh, I know you're going out of town tomorrow, but you took some time to sit down with me tonight. So I'm ha- I'm hyped that you're here, and I'm happy that you're able to share your story with us. Yeah, man. Thank you for for having me. I'm really grateful, you know, be able to you know share my story. Yeah. You know, and you know, I'm I'm really looking forward to just just seeing what I mean. Yeah. yeah, just picking it. You know what I'm saying? Two so, bros, yeah. two bros, man. Um, I, I I can't even remember how long ago we met or even how we met. I think just when you know a person for. It had to be through the internet and then off obviously seeing each other on the music scene. Um, being from you being from New York and then me being from Connecticut, you know, most of the time I think you were in the Bronx area. Um, and I was in Bridgeport, which was, you know, about 45, 50 minutes away. So we would all, often cross each other. And the legend of Garnett Walters was huge because you were a gospel cat, but you were a jazz cat first. <laughs> and so you had, you know, we had all heard of John Peters with all the wild stuff he was doing. But then everybody would be like, but you got to hear Garnett. You got to hear G. <laughs> and so you were, the, you were the gospel guy that had the jazz feel as well that could take you and stretch you out and do different things. So uh, that was the legend that I heard of. And then I finally got to see you and meet you. And then, you know, we've been friends ever since. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could map I could tell you where we met officially. So um, I remember uh, it was a concert and um, Ernest Pugh was the, uh, was the, I guess, the headliner. And um, I was playing for a friend of mine who was a choir director for a high school, and you were playing drums. Yeah, you were playing drums behind um, behind Ernest Pugh, and I think who was on keys? James, James. Yeah. right? And and there was somebody on bass, so like I just played like synth bass or whatever. That's right. And that's how we. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow, that was a terrible situation because I never got paid from that situation. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, that was bad. That was that was bad. I, I'm still waiting. Um, but it had nothing to do with you. It was the, uh, you know, nobody was there. It was a bad promoting experience. So, you know, uh, it's one of those, like, nobody's in the audience. You're never going to get paid. So, yeah, you're um, making up for you at the door. 
Yeah. But look, look what came from the situation. We became bros, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that was it. Was a it was a nice venue and nice event, but it just wasn't promoted right. So that's another thing that we talk about in the pocket: doing business appropriately and correctly, right? Right. Also, having your contracts and having things up front and getting your deposit and all those things are very critical into being a musician. So we'll we'll touch on those things. But thank you for bringing that up because that was uh, I just got married. And that and I spent two days, you know, two days. I went the first day and then the second day. Um, the second day, Dion was supposed to sing. Dion Kipping was supposed to sing. Yeah. And the money wasn't right. And we Jason Nelson was coming the, the second day and they didn't have any bread. And I had done two days, bro, you know, of being there and drove, you know, to Stanford from Bridgeport, stayed there mm-hmm. for hours. And then at the end of the night, I got to come home to my new wife with, it, with, it, with empty pockets, you know, to yeah. speak on all that time I spent away from home. I didn't have anything to share, right. and so that was a that was a lesson learned of you know negotiating and and also handling my business appropriately because at some point you can't just go on word of mouth you can't just go on you know my homeboy you know I'm doing it for my friend you know you have to handle your business and the Bible says in business be men so you right. know that was a learning experience but I did get to meet you from that experience and I had heard so much about you and then to finally meet you that was a dope experience so I won in that in that aspect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, I, I can definitely relate with, uh, you know, just doing the business thing correctly, man, because, you know, oftentimes, like, we do go off of, like, you know, uh, off of, you know, somebody's word and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you know, and we and we just take it like, okay, you know, we, and we do things in good faith. And then when we get burned and then imagine, you know, getting, like, married and having yeah. kids, it's right. like, you know, like, as a husband and as a father, it's like, you, you know, you're not really protecting your family. And no. it took me a while to learn that too. Yeah. You know, because I'm, because in my mind, I'm thinking like, you know what? I'm trying to grind. You yeah. know, I'm trying to just, you know, not like get my name out there per se, but mm-hmm. like just provide for my family. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just network and do those things that, you know, bring income, residual income coming in. And you trust the word of the person that brings you in. And a lot of times it may even be beyond them, but you know, we, we've all been burnt. If you, if you're a professional musician, you've gone through that before where you got burnt before. Right. Right. <laughs> it's like a, you know, it's a, it's like a badge of honor in a way, like a, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to take your lumps, right? Because you have to learn from it and, and go through those, t- those tough situations. Um, and hopefully not burn any bridges, but definitely learn from the situation. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Let's get a little background, bro. Let's go, let's go to your origin. You know, you're this, uh, iconic season musician now but how mm-hmm. was it growing up how was okay. young g's life okay so my life in the beginning um like it was crazy okay. you know very dysfunctional you know mm-hmm. home was very dysfunctional whatever but you know that's another story that's a story for another time okay. so you know um i started playing music at the age of five you know i remember you know just being in you know like preschool whatever and you know, I had like that nap time and whatnot. And you know, uh, my teacher was she was playing um, Beethoven's Fifth. You know, wow. while we were all you know trying to you know nap, and I'm yeah. just wired. I'm like, yo, what is that? <laughs> you know. Gotcha. So then, um, after nap time or whatever, I was so inspired and wired that there was an old like piano in the corner, and. Every chance that I got went over there and just yeah, I was just banging on the piano, banging on the piano, yeah. and she took notice and told my parents, you know, like you know, there might be some interest there, 
you know, and because of that, you know, um, they got me like a little uh, Casio piano, mm-hmm. you know, the one right. that had like the, the hexagon drum pads. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> you know, and like the, you know, the different like uh, uh, types of music and stuff. Uh, yeah. Bossa Nova. And, yeah, and, the little know, rhythm tracks. The rhythm, rhythm, right. Yeah. So, you know, ended up practicing on that and then taking lessons. And then um, the rest is history from there. And then, oh, let me add this, that I started playing you know, at a church, um, a home church at the time when I was nine, wow. you know, cause you know, I was, Hold, I was le- holding uh, it down or just kids choir. Um, it was, it was kids choir first. Mm-hmm. And then like, after like a year, I went to like the big service. So I went, I, so I started playing the big service at, at, at age 10. Wow. Yeah. But, um, yeah. And, and, but mind you, I'm coming, I'm, I'm Jamaican. So, you know, we were doing a lot of, uh, you know, uh, reggae, calypso, soca, yeah. and then, but we were kind of like a hybrid church. Like we also did like, you know, Hezekiah Walker stuff, oh, you know, wow. uh, John P. Key stuff, Ron Cannoli, wow. Alvis. Yeah. We, it, so it was all of that stuff. Okay. And it was just like, okay, cool. You know, and I would just, you know, pick up stuff by ear or whatever, you know, like I'm classically trained, but I, right. my, my ear was just open the, to yeah other things. Like, so... Um, I, I, I've diagnosed myself with musical ADHD. So I'm like, <laughs> like I'm listening to something. I'm like, Oh, I like that. Yeah. Oh, Bill, oh, I gotta take that too. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like right. my mind was all over the place when it came to music, but, um, yeah. So that's pretty much, you know, that whole thing in a nutshell. Got you. So you started out playing, uh, very young and then you, you chose the piano, I guess chose you, right? You you heard the the, the the melodic sounds and then it drew drew you to you and then you stuck with it right yeah yeah that's cool so um did you have a when did you did you have anybody that influenced you other than your preschool teacher at that time like who were some of the people that you said oh I, I like this okay so um there were two guys at the church I was playing at um who were they were also very versatile they also played other instruments and they played oh. different genres of music. Um, nice. Paul Brown and um, another dude, uh, Ricky um, Roper. And um, any chance that I saw them, I'm over their shoulder like this. Like, yeah. yo, what is that? Right. You know, and they were just gracious enough to show me what they knew. You know, like they would listen to jazz and fusion and, you know, yeah. all that stuff. So that's who I looked to when I was, you know, nine, ten years old. Yeah. So at nine ten, did you realize was it just you love music and it was cool, or did you realize you had a gift? I just loved it. Yeah, I just I I just loved it. I didn't see it as a as a as a gift. It was just like, whoa! Like if I hear anything musical, I'm like, I need to add it to what I have. Yeah, you know, I want to learn. Right, I'm a sponge. Yeah. Right, right, you know? right. Yeah. So, in that. Uh, when did people start asking you to play? When did you start? When did you start realizing you had a gift and you were you were good? Um, because at ten, if you're playing for the big church by ten, you got to realize you hang with adults. Well, okay. Well, there's 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 two sides to that. Okay. Um, so hearing like the affirmation from you know um, people at my church, mm-hmm. and then on the you know the piano lesson side doing classical music you know, doing the big recitals. Mm-hmm. And then like, here's the, here's the thing here. So 
when it came to like the the, the classical concerts and stuff with the school, mm-hmm. like I was like second to last or last and i would be like bummed out about like yo why am i last like what yeah. in the- <laughs> you know and then like it dawned on me like it dawned on me that usually like the the, the best yeah you know musician goes second to last or closest to the end so i'm like right oh oh yeah. so that's how this works and um i was also in um some piano competitions too wow yeah so like um, with the church that I was playing for, our denomination had like piano competitions. And mm-hmm. um, let's see. So I'm fast forwarding 10, 13. So I went. So it was uh, I was 13 years old when I did my first piano competition. No, actually, wait, 12. I was 12. When I did my first piano competition, came in first, then 13 did the, the nationals. Right. Wow. So I represented New York when I was 13 and when I was 15. You know what I'm saying? I went what denomination twice. was this? What, what church was um, this? Church of God. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, um, that was a whole another experience. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm a kid and I'm the youngest every time that I participated. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like, what would they have you play? Like you have to read or just improv? It was, I was just playing some um, some um, arrangements of, of hymns, like classical arrangements of hymns. Oh, so that's why you love hymns so much. Yeah. That's kind of the foundation of what you're playing, right? Yeah, and yeah. And, and, and and it's a deeper thing too with the hymns because, uh, um, well, fast forward to now, like not only in terms of the lyrics that it really speaks to me, but in terms of how they're arranged, you know, especially yeah. like in the hymn book, like Absolutely, every yeah. note goes somewhere, mm-hmm. and the harmonies are like, you can change the harmonies and all that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. this, you know, it's it's it. it it was created with such intention that every yes. note mattered. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it's not mm-hmm. like you're playing chord, 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 chord. You're just yeah. watching everything and listening to everything go like linear. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that's the that's the thing that, you know, hymns, you know, they do for me. Uh, Probably the yeah. most beautiful music ever created. You know, like uh, hymns have power. They have meaning. They have substance. They are beauty. You know, the mm-hmm. melodic structure, the, the lyrics. You know, it's just it's timeless music that was written sometimes in some cases thousands of years ago um, that that really have or I say, yeah, a couple hundred years. Yeah, a couple hundred years ago um, that have significant meaning. Right. Right. Like 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 even um, if some of the hymns, they go back as far as Johann Sebastian Bach, because like I've been um, I remember reading like there's this 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 uh, manuscript of. um, Bach corrals and he has like I think three hundred and seventy four of them. Yeah, some of them I'm like sight reading through. I'm like, oh wait, I know this. This is such and such a hymn. That's yeah. crazy. Wow, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, wow, those you know are derived from that, right? Wow. So you took lessons. How did your family? Did your family support you and give you the lessons? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Provide the lessons for like, you. Yeah, because they they knew that I was serious because I was practicing a lot. Mm-hmm. I was a lot. Every chance I got, I went to go and practice. You know, um, so they they were really in, in invested in that. So. Okay, okay, mm-hmm. that's that's amazing. So, uh, if you weren't a musician, what would you be? Ooh, that's a good question. <laughs> that's a good <laughs> question because, um, man. Or what, did you always just want to be a musician? That's fine if you if that's the case. Um. Well, 
I always, well, I, music has always been a part of me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the foundation of, you know, like not like who I am per se, but what I do and stuff, you know, like yeah. it's, it's my DNA, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's always a part of me. I think if anything, I'll probably be a, like an entrepreneur. Okay. Business owner. Yeah. Because of the way my mind works, like, mm-hmm. you know, the whole, I have so many like crazy ideas that I have and I'm like, yeah. okay, I need to like, I can't focus because I'm like, I have this idea. I have that, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's a yeah. lot, you know? Yeah. So yeah, so I think I'd be like an, an entrepreneur, okay. but um, you know, musicians tend to be entrepreneurs, you Absolutely. know, by nature anyway, because we're creatives and and our mind always goes to, you know, even with songs, right? If you write a song, another one comes to you. If you come up with a chord patch, another one comes to you. You know, like our mind is constantly creating, and as a creative mind, you know, there are some people that are super structured and not as creative. They're you know calculated, but the, those of us that are dreamers and and uh creatives that way we're always coming up with a fresh idea that way we don't even mind if somebody steals our idea because we'll just come up with another one exactly yeah exactly i mean i mean i just i just think about like the ideas that have like i I, i'm i'm really big on stationery i have a lot of notebooks i have a lot of manuscript books like i have like a a manuscript book by my bed you Mm -hmm. know because sometimes i wake up in the middle of the night i'm like Okay, yeah. I gotta write this down. I don't care how it looks in the morning, yeah. but as long as I, <laughs> I have some type of reserve, just of the idea, right? Just of the idea, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, yeah. So, yeah, that's that. That's a lost art. I, I mean, most people don't even write anymore. They, I lean over and type a voice note or a, some type of something in my phone. But you know, mm-hmm. like, that is good. It's more authentic with the handwritten idea from you written on the on the manuscript paper. That's that's cool. Yeah, man. All right, so let's talk about music. So you went to uh you went to Fordham Prep? Yeah, so yeah, I went to Fordham Prep. That's that's the high school I went to. Um it was a it was a it was a a really cool experience, you know. That's mm-hmm. when um um by at that time, let's see my sophomore year, I moved from the Bronx to White Plains, New York, Rochester County. Yeah. And um that's when things took a really interesting shift. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, okay, new church, new place, yeah. you know, and um, I think, and that's where my development, like, really took off, like, in high school. Yeah. Like, um, I'll never forget it till this day. So, um, we're playing for, I was playing for the church, the youth choir, and our youth choir that we had was amazing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Again, you know, it was Caribbean-based, but there were more, they were, like, so they were singing, like, James Hall. Yeah. They were singing, you know has john they had a Pete, balance Pete. yeah they had a yeah you know and the choir the youth choir would have somewhere if we're not rehearsing on saturday we'd have a place to sing somewhere you okay. know yeah and um the, the the um the turning point um my development was we went to sing at this this church in the area in white plains and um this choir went up to sing and um it was a trio we're playing it was um Dowell Young playing organ, Ooh. uh Randy Jenkins on drums and Al Cardi on bass. Ooh. Yo, listen. Yeah. When <laughs> when <laughs> yo I was thinking in my mind like, yo, they flipped this Hezekiah Walker joint. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I didn't even know that was possible. Yeah. Like the stuff that they were doing. 
Right. I was just like, that ride home, I sat in silence yeah. to process what I heard. Mm-hmm. And that was a turning point. That was a yeah. turning point. I'm like, okay, I need to figure out how to incorporate that into yeah. whatever I'm doing. You yeah. know, because it sounds so cool. It's creative. It's different. Absolutely. You know, funny enough, a week later, I meet Randy playing basketball. Wow. <laughs> I meet Randy playing basketball. And um, the thing didn't click. He mm-hmm. didn't realize I was the, you know, I was playing keys or whatever. Yeah. And um, so we were playing basketball, whatever, whatever, whatever. And mind you, he's 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 really great basketball player, by the way. Nice. Like, okay. I got cooked. <laughs> I, got, I have to put up I got like no grains okay. assassin. So <laughs> so um not long after I meet um um my sister, she gives me a call. She's like, Yeah, you know, I'm at my friend's house, whatever, whatever. Like, what's the address? Oh, she's down the block. Okay, cool. Go knock on the door. It's Randy. Like, Ooh. yo, what are you doing here? Like, yo, my sister called me. She's here. She's like, wait, that's your sister? Like, wow. yeah, you know, so we started chopping it up or whatever. He's like, so what do you so um yeah you play ball what do you do you play you musician I'm like yeah you know um I play for you know full gospel Christian fellowship church and you know he was like wait yo you were the dude playing at the church or whatever and I'm like yeah he said look and he'll he'll tell you if you ask him he'll, if you if you ask him to talk, he'll tell you the same thing he's like yo I knew you were nice. Because you were playing in A with no problem. No problem. <laughs> I was just like, and in my mind, it didn't make sense because I'm thinking like, oh, okay. I'm thinking that that's normal. Yeah. But I didn't, but the again, that's the classical side of me. Of course. The, and I'm like, I thought that, that was something that was common, but I didn't realize that it wasn't. Not in the black church. <laughs> right. So I'm just like, oh, okay. You yeah. Know? So you and, earned respect that day. Right. And yeah. then, you know, I got a chance to pick his brain and everything. Like, yo, who like who'd you guys listen to? And he mm-hmm. told me Chick Korea. Yeah. I saw all he had went to the library, whatever Chick Korea's CDs were there, I was yes, listening. Sir. Same thing with me, man. I, I remember being introduced to the electric band and all those early chick albums in Spain and learning all that all that stuff as a kid and uh, you know, trying to incorporate that and even put it in church. I think we all at that age were trying to bring jazz and fusion into church, you know, um, just trying to learn and expand our minds and our playing. So I know exactly where you're at. That leads me to like your musical tree. So you mentioned Al and Randy and those guys. Who's in your class and like who ins- who was uh, a part of your family, a derivative of your 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 music world or universe? Ooh. So the guys that came up with you, guys that came under you, like who, who name some of those people that you were in your class? Okay. So, um, sorry, like I mentioned, Randy, Al, um, Daryl, mm-hmm. um, John Peters, yes, you know, because real quick, John Pete, like, um, John Peters, he played at a church, like, it was literally a four minute walk from where I live. Wow. And he had rehearsals on Thursdays. So I'm like, yo, every chance I got, I went there and I was, yeah. he was playing the organ and I was just like, yo. How is he getting the organ to sound like that? That's great. Yeah. It's like, yo, and the thing yeah. was, and the thing with John was like, he'll play one time through and then he won't play it the same way. Tw- he doesn't play the same thing the same way twice. twice no. So yeah. I'm like, I need that. I need that kind of, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? So like, Diversity yeah, so, in his playing, right? Right. Yeah. 
Um, let's see who else. I, I mean, I don't want to forget anybody, and then I get like text me like, "Yo, how you forget about <laughs> yeah. me, man? Yeah, like, right. Come on, man. <laughs> you know, it's like just kind of on the spot. Um, oh, uh, one of my, my my really good friends, um, Jason Griffin, like him. Um, he put me on to a lot of stuff. Like he put me on to Joe Wilson and yeah. SOP because he was just you know sounds of praise or whatever. And Absolutely. Like he he was, you know, he had tapes. You know, so I was just like, you know, we hang out and he was like, yo, you need to check this out. You need to check this out. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, Habert Cheeks is another dude. Hab. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, just again, the way his mind works and stuff, and something he's doing on the drums, like he was. Great drummer. Yep. Yeah. Um, gosh. And mind you, that's just church. Like, yeah. that's just like the church stuff. Man, I don't want to forget anybody, but, you know, if y'all are watching good. this, forget my, you know, you know, <laughs> forgive my. My mind, not my heart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, nice. Yeah, but um, but yeah. That was, so that was dope. Um, what does Reggie Young mean to you? I know you did a lot of work with Reggie. Oh yeah, Reggie. Reggie is a Reggie's an inspiration for sure. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because when he plays, he doesn't just play. You know, just like the bass lines and stuff. Like his mind, he reminds me of an orchestrator. Absolutely. So he understands. He understands parts. And placement and stuff, yeah. and he, and you know, he's one of the dudes that, you know, he's like, he's like, yeah, go ahead, man, open up, mm-hmm. you know, and that's actually a weakness of mine that really? I hold, I hold back. I'm sure, man. I yeah. hold back. You're so laid back and mild mannered, man. There's a killer inside, though. <laughs> like, when, like, when, like, it'll come out. Like, it'll it'll come out. It'll come mm-hmm. out. But like. I'm just again. I'm just thinking about okay, just doing my part and then just mm-hmm. making sure that, you know, like if it's an advancing, I don't want to shine outside everybody yeah. else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to just stay, you know, in the like, in, in, <laughs> right in the pocket. And again, <laughs> and that's where the classical music comes in too, because I'm like, the discipline was got to play what's on the page. Yes. And the things that my ears would get me in trouble because like Ooh. I would read and I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, sometimes I kind of like fade through it, like, and I'm like, oh yeah, this sounds nice, and my teacher's like. Yeah, that sounded nice, but that's not what that's not it. <laughs> it's like, oops, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So now I have to wait for the green light. I feel like I have to get the green light to say, like, okay, yeah, go open up and whatnot. And but See, then I, the question, I wasn't disciplined enough because I could already play by the time I got to school. So I started playing when I was four years old. Mm. So, you know, by the time I got to eighth grade, my eighth grade teacher wanted a band to start traveling and going around, and I everybody else was reading. I was playing the saxophone. And I got on the drums one day and he was like, why are you playing the sax? You should be playing the drums. <laughs> and as soon as I got on, the band took off and we were playing all these different city functions and stuff. And I got into my high school because I played and all this stuff, this stuff. But I was too far gone. I felt like I was too advanced that I couldn't dial back to learn the discipline to, to learn how to read. So that, that affected me in a lot of areas. Um, right. Whereas I excelled in one way. I didn't have the discipline to go backwards to remedial to left, left, right, right, left, left. Right. You know what I mean? Like gotcha. that, that hurt me. So I'm glad that you had the, the, the discipline to learn the right way with the structure. And then now your mind is open and now you can do all these other crazy things. Mm-hmm. And then in, in addition to that, you know, my sister, um, I, my sister, she's a singer. So wow. my mind is like, you know, I'm supposed to support her, mm-hmm. you know? So I just play, you know, what's necessary but not like bland, you know, but yeah. just, you know, just make, make it yeah, be supportive, make it interesting, you know? Yeah. 
and then you know even going into um going into uh into college um when i got to purchase you know my professor he always told me like yeah just do what the music calls for you know what i'm saying and if you do that like you'll never go wrong you know yeah so that was another another you know thing that that that, that helped reinforce just again being in the pocket just staying disciplined and stuff yeah uh let's let's talk about some things some tools for the road like in in gigging uh what is your pre-show ritual like what do you do before show (sighs) okay so i like getting to gigs early okay i love getting to gigs early you know because i think as a keyboard player you know other than drummers and if they have to bring their own drums Mm -hmm. like we have elaborate setups and stuff like with our laptops keyboards Mm -hmm. or whatever so i like getting there early you know Mm -hmm. when i get there early um set up and then I have like a um uh what do you call it there? Like a pre gig nap sometimes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like them things are clutch. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because right. the thing is like it's a matter of just being relaxed. Mm-hmm. You know? And as a matter of fact, and again, I don't I'm a person I I don't like being late. Yeah. But um this experience that I'm gonna share with you really solidified that. So like I just started a purchase um and we were, I was in this ensemble and we got our first gig at this this jazz um this jazz club. Yeah. And um I'm like, all right, um, I'm familiar with the place. It's about half an hour from where I was living, because again, I was living in White Plains. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get there a half an hour early. And I'm thinking I'm gonna be golden, right? Yeah. Now, mind you, this is the time when um Yahoo Maps was the thing. Oh and Yahoo Maps was unreliable. <laughs> Got you all no all messed up. Yeah, I went to and like I remember I got the directions like three days before. Mm-hmm. You know, went to the library, printed it out. Yeah, and I'm like, yo, I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. I ended up missing the first set. Oh my it was god, two sets. Yeah, so I got there, you know, um, and fortunately, the um the owner of the of the club was a piano player, so he filled oh, wow. in. Yeah. So, right. So mine, and it was a, it was a Friday night. Never forget. Yeah. Okay. We're still live. Oh, he lost. Oh, I'm back. Yeah. I'm, okay, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Right, let's go. So, um, what ended up happening was I played the second set and mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I apologize. I felt horrible. So yeah. I'm like, man. Right. And I'm thinking, all right, I'm cool. Monday comes around back in school. Yo, I heard you missed the first set of the gig. I'm like, how did John, how did you, like, it was all around school. Yeah. That I missed it. I had a private lesson that day. Mm-hmm. Professor, you know, um, talked with him. He's like, <laughs> yeah, what is it about you missing the first set of a gig? And I'm like, man, how'd you know? You know? Or travels so, fast. Yeah. So he told me, he, I told him what happened. I'm like, yo, I got Yahoo Maps thing or whatever. And he was like, look, this is what you need to do. Half an hour. It's not bad, but bump it up to an hour, maybe an hour and a half, because yeah. you gotta factor in traffic, parking, yeah. and all that stuff, right? Yeah. You know, get the phone number of the venue, you know, mm-hmm. get the phone number of the of the uh the band members. And that you know was back I'm... in the day before cell phones and everything. So if you were lost or didn't have directions, no GPS. Right. You had to go you to know. a payphone. <laughs> <laughs> Where you had to go to you had to go to a payphone, you know, and like at the time, I had a had a pager, 
you know? Oh, yeah. So, and that ain't doing nothing for you. They ain't doing nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they ain't doing nothing. Right. So, you know, and so, so what happened with that was, um, so he, he, so he was like, well, you know, I understand the situation or whatever. I know that, you know, you're a responsible dude or whatever. And it took about two weeks to get to let that, you know, kind of just go off the radar. So, like, if they had rehearsals at the school with the, with the ensemble, I was able for everybody else. Yeah. I, had to, I had to repair that because, yeah. you know, you don't want that stigma of, oh, yeah, he's nice, but man, he stayed coming in late and we can't yeah. depend on him, you know? Right. So, yeah. So musicians take heed, you know, be on time, uh, plan in advance, you know, route your, uh, make sure you have everything in, in order and have your directions and everything, your GPS, all that set, you know, check out the venue ahead of time. I'm doing a, I'm taking, doing a photography gig for the city. I was already looking at the venue. You're like, it, there's nothing wrong with being overprepared. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's That's, nothing wrong with being overprepared. So take heed to what G is saying. Yeah. And you get more work that way too. Because if yeah. they see that you're like, it's like, it's a really awesome thing. Like when you get there before, like the lead person is there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, if I'm, I'm set up and ready to go, you know, I'm like, all right, let, let, let's, let, let's, let's do it. Like if, if call time is at like five o'clock, Mm-hmm. I'm not supposed. I'm not getting there at five to set up. Right. I'm getting there like three, four. Yeah. Okay. Four and four to me is pushing it. Okay. You know, because yeah. So, but it's a true sign of your work ethic and your professionalism. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure anybody who is hiring you will respect that. So I, I love that. And uh, please, young musicians, take heed. Old musicians, take heed. Right. You know, step your game up. Be be on time and be precise. Right. Yes, sir. Uh, how do you retain material? Do you take notes or you sight reading or even in, in both situations? Um, it, it depends. Um, it depends. Like sometimes I'll listen to music over and over again. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I'll just, you know, I have the saying, when in doubt, chart it out. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, mm-hmm. you know, especially like if it's something like real quick, yeah. you know, especially if it's like some of the pop stuff, like some of it sounds so similar. Yeah. It's like, okay, I got to write down the pattern and understand yeah. and the rhythm so I can at least get it, right. you know, and be mm-hmm. accurate. Um, right. But um, I'm, I think a majority of it is just listening to it over. Being familiar with it. Yeah, over and over and over again. And there's a specific way how I do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I would I would listen to the most difficult songs first. Okay. Right? So I would listen to the most difficult song. I would listen to that at nausea. You know oh, really? what I'm saying? Yeah. And I listen to it straight through. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. what's important for me is not only knowing the sections, but mm-hmm. how they connect. Okay. The transitions you know? in between them. Right. Yeah. So like intro, transitions, endings. And then after listening to it at one time and catching that, then mm-hmm. I find that the songs start to kind of unfold itself. Yeah, they do. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like... You know, it's like a puzzle, like a puzzle. Like, yeah. oh, okay. So I'm playing this because the bass player is playing that. Right. Or I'm playing this because the drummer is playing that. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, here's the line that we're all playing together. Okay, yeah. cool. You know what I'm saying? So right. I listen to at over and over and over again until it's like, a you know, and then I play along with it, you know, and then on to the next thing. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um that definitely takes discipline, you know, to, to train your mind to do that. 
Um, in the jazz field, uh, is placement key? Like, do you, how, jazz is so much different than gospel, but I know gospel has probably prepared you for jazz. Can you be a, a busy jazz musician? You can. You can, okay. You, you can, you can. You know, because again, it goes back to do what the music calls for. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. it's like, because because you have to consider vibe, mm -hmm. mood. You got to consider who's soloing. Yeah. Like there's a, there's a lot of listening that has to happen okay. in terms of jazz because it's, it's, it's more, I find it to be more conversational. Mm -hmm. You know, like I know in, in gospel, like, yeah, you know, we hear a cool lick or whatever and we want to follow it. And it's like, oh, yeah, that shows that, yo, we heard what you did. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But in mm -hmm. jazz, it's like it's it's more of a deeper conversation. OK. You know what I'm like saying? That. So yeah. like um, so like if I'm as a keyboard player, if I'm comping behind a, a, a horn player or something mm -hmm. like I'm going to I'm listening to what he or she's doing mm -hmm. and then. If I if there's something that I like or some or they're making a statement, I'm gonna make it known that yo, I heard that. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And then after you know, and then if it's my time to solo, it's not just okay. I'm gonna go in solo. I'm mm -hmm. gonna pick up. I'm gonna pick up where the last solo was left off. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like a okay, good yeah. yeah, like a good example of that is if you check out. Um, um, what was the name of the tune? Miles Davis's ESP. Okay. Right. Miles takes his solo, right? And he's already blazing, right? Mm -hmm. So he finishes his solo, right? Herbie Hancock picks up right where he left off. He played the same. He he um Miles played his like he played this idea. Da -da 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 -da, right? Mm -hmm. Herbie came in playing it in a whole nother key Ooh. and then went off. And I was just like, Oh, and the segue was perfect to go right into Herbie's solo. Right, that's the unspoken language, right? That's the unspoken language. That that's the beauty of jazz. Yeah. Um, now, is that is that from is that chemistry of the artist, or is that just just a feeling of of jazz? Like, because a lot of times in jazz, you don't have a necessarily have a band. Like a lot of times, you're kind of a filling in a, a lot of times with jazz, it's like a, a compilation of musicians. Um, whereas not there's not too many trios and full jazz bands. A lot of times it's like I feel like it's uh, you know Garnett is on keys, Reggie's on bass, you know Chip is on drums, um, and we're playing got a match. You know what I mean? Like we're we're just coming together and playing these records. Is 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 that a, a is there a chemistry needed in in playing jazz? Yeah, it's it's helpful. Chemistry is definitely helpful. You know what I'm saying? Or are saying? you playing what's on the page? You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. Are you playing what's on the page or does the chemistry really matter? Um, well, here, here's the thing. Like the chemistry is important. And mm -hmm. you know, the page, that's just a reference. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's not like, you know, um, a hard fast, okay, you gotta play these chords. Like, yeah, the melody, yeah, that's one thing. Mm -hmm. But like, it's just it's it's just a reference. So like if I see a chord or whatever and I want to reharm it. Then I'll probably do it. I'll do it the second time around for sure. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because it's all because it's all about the setup. The chemistry yeah. thing is important because it's a matter of listening. Again, it all okay. goes back to listening. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because I because any any anybody in the band can have an idea. Mm -hmm. You know, and like if they're soloing, they can hear something from another band member, and then 
take that solo to a whole nother yeah. level. You know what right. I'm saying? Because that sparked it's 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 it's, it's jazz is like it's spontaneous music. Yeah, it is. You know, it's it's fun. And again, but you know, also gospel has that. Absolutely. Gospel has that, you know, because yeah, we learn the song for what it is, but then you know when that reprise comes around and reprise, it's just like, yeah. yo, right. you just start going off and then it's like, yo, what was you know what I'm saying? So or even accompanying a soloist, right? Like, you know, that's some of the greatest music and chord changes and things that we hear in church are the improv of the organist, you know, vibing with the singer. Right. Yeah. Ex- exactly exactly yeah. and, it, and again it's just having those open ears and just mm-hmm. being tuned into not only what not only the just the notes that you're playing but what's going on in terms yeah. of the the emotion that's being put out there you know the vibe that's being was being put out there that's the that's the thing yeah i understand totally yeah. uh let's touch on uh let's touch on networking how important is it to network networking is very important um, as a self-proclaimed introvert, mm-hmm. I have a. <laughs> it's a um, uh, like it 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 it's kind of a challenge still. But you're I'm, so I'm good, be- bro. They come looking for you though. It's it's a difference. Like you know, you you have been blessed to reach that level where you don't have to campaign for yourself so much. I'm sure, but your work and your work ethic and your skill definitely you know speak for you. Oh man, thank you. I, I appreciate <laughs> that, man. I mean, but at the same time, though, I have to learn to. I have to talk to people. Yeah, you know, I have to, and it's just like, all right. I hope I don't say anything <laughs> dumb. You yeah. know, um, I'm because if, if I'm in a room full of people, I'm just observing and just checking out the vibe right. or whatever. You know, like small talk for me is just, uh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, thank you it, for doing this, man. I mean, this is not considered small talk, but you know, yeah, as yeah. an introverted person, you know, this is probably not the most exciting thing to you. But I'm grateful that you did this for me, bro. Oh no, no, one like one on one deep conversation for an introvert. Yeah. It's good. Is, okay. It's awesome. You know okay. what I'm saying? Because not mm-hmm. a lot of energy has been put out there. It's just, it's, 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 you know, again, the give and take in terms of conversation. An exchange, That's, right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, so, you know, just me saying, oh, yeah, this is what I do. You know, it's tough for me to say that. Okay. It's tough for me to say that. You know, I'm like, well, you know, I, yeah, I, I play the piano, mm-hmm. you know, and just kind of keep it, keep it like that, you know? Yeah. But networking is important. Because you know, yeah, I mean, we all want to work more and stuff, but then the relate the relationships that come through after that, you know what I'm saying? Because it goes beyond music. It goes beyond yeah. music. Like it becomes like a you know a friendship, and it's like absolutely, you know, you know, you end up like you know just talking about you know stuff that you go through in life and everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I've developed some of my closest friendships from being musicians and you know, uh, meeting people on the road. You know, uh, most of the people that are on the show. You know, are, are my friends do from me meeting them and, and down the path of music. So I get yeah. that totally. Yeah. So networking is important. And and I think that there has to be a balance with it, too, because yeah. I'm super I'm just super conscious of, you know, I don't want to be uh, too pushy and mm-hmm. like, hey, this is what I do. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. You know, yeah. you know I'm trying to get on and whatnot. And it's like, right. mm, you know, what's for me is for me. Absolutely. You know, and. And it's and, and I and I think that I'm um I'm at a point now where I'm like, you know, I wanna connect and mm-hmm. I I would love to meet other musicians and stuff like that. Yeah. But you know, if if you know, it's not always up to me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other thing. Like I don't have control over that. Like if if it if it connects, then yeah. cool. 
You know, yeah. if it doesn't can't force the connection, right? I got you. You can't, yeah you, you, yeah, you can't, you can't force it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you don't want yeah. those type of people in your life anyway. You want an organic connection anyway. So people that are that are drawn to you, you'll you'll be drawn to them. The, the energy will match. Absolutely. Absolutely, I get it. I get it. Um, we went through a time where the whole world shut down, and there's no gigging. And you being a father and a husband, how did you handle the pandemic? Oh, man. So um, I made it made it through it, you know, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It was definitely looking back. It was a time of transition. OK. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, I was at, you know, church in Queens for mm-hmm. about 16, 17 years. Wow. And, um, you know, like the pandemic really like it really opened up my eyes to a lot. You okay. know what I'm saying? Because like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, I got to, you know, provide for my family, which is like, it's top priority. Of top, course, top priority. One, yeah. You know, financially, you know what I'm saying? It's mm-hmm. top priority and stuff. But then when things got shut down and whatnot, it was like, I mean, I, I just got to call a spade a spade. You I got to share anything you want to share, but I was just, like, it was a broad question. I just wanted to know, no, like, <laughs> if you don't like, want to share, you can. No, nah, it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. But it's it, it was like, um, it was it was it was a transition, okay. Because it was like, all right, I'm not going to you know church every Sunday to play. I'm not gigging like that, yeah. you know. And finances they're important, but they're not. It's not the end all be all, right? Because because it's a matter of you know relationships, like right. relationship with my wife, relationship with my kids. You know, and, you know, and to be, you know, transparent, like, you know, I was playing at, at, at the church, you know, mind you, I'm, I'm, I'm in Connecticut and I'm traveling to Queens. Like I'm up at four in the morning to mm. go to, to get to church, you yeah. know, and, you know, with the, with the, um, with the, um, my daughter, you know, who's on the autism spectrum and then, okay. you know, having to wake up super early, it's a lot, you know, mm-hmm. so we haven't been to church as a family in years and it really impacted, you know, my relationship with my wife and with, you know, with my kids, you yeah. know? So the pandemic really made me step back and look like, okay, what's important. Yeah. What's important, mm-hmm. you know, cause I could provide my family, my family financially, yeah. but then miss everything Impo- else important dates and important events yeah yeah i mean i haven't missed important dates thank god okay oh, okay and, and and the cool thing was you know and the cool thing was that i put I had to put my um put my priorities in order and say of course, look yeah. i can't make this my daughter has something at school yeah i can't make it i i have to be there and, and it's important it hits home for me because i didn't have that necessarily okay you know what i'm saying so i'm like Whatever I didn't have, I want to start. You want to be that for her. I want to be that for her, and then you know I have uh, my son who's who's four now, and um, I'm like, I need to be, I need to bond with my kids because I want, I want them to know that their father was there, not just okay, he's just making, getting bread and stuff, but yeah, <laughs> like I'm bringing them to the, you know, bringing them to the school bus, yes. you know. All, all that influential stuff. in their life. I understand. Yeah. Now, mind you, um, during the pandemic, everybody like at the homeschool my daughter. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Homeschooling and everything, and it's just like, 
man, you know, I really feel it for these teachers for sure, you know. <laughs> and I'm, 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 you know, doing my best to hold down everything at home. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, trying to do like, you know, the streaming stuff, you know, with the church the and church, everything, yeah. you know. And then I started to realize other things started to open up. Okay. You Let's know what I'm saying? Like, you know, working from home. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, working on, 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 on projects, working on songs, you know, mm-hmm. you know, I started getting, you know, stuff on, um, you know, for TV, started yeah. doing stuff for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, can right. you, can you knock this out or whatever? All right. What's the vibe? Da, 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 da. Yeah. Okay. You know, and then just doing things like that, you mm-hmm. know, and, 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 um, it's like, oh man, this is another way to kind of get like income and stuff, but I'm still home. Yeah. You know what With I'm saying? Family. You're getting everything done, but more opportunities are opening up for you because the world is shifting. You know, that was a transition, like you said, keywords transitional, um, transitional part of our lives. And if those of us that were ready to move with the wave, see a lot of people weren't ready to move with it because they weren't prepared mentally. You know, they weren't stuck in doing things one way. Um, you know, and, and it really affected them. And so mm-hmm. by you being prepared and being a creative to be able to move with the wave, you stayed afloat. And a lot of people didn't stay afloat, bro. So yeah. Salute to you for that. And I know you and your family are doing well and you're blessed, but you're incredibly blessed. You know, you're a child of God. And so the favor is going to follow you because you're, for one, a nice person. And two, you know, you treat people kindly and honorably. So you're always going to be blessed. And then from that, and then your work ethic on top of that, and you're honorable. So you know, you have all these things working for you in your favor. So you're going to be, you were destined to be just fine, bro. Yeah, man, I, I believe that for sure, man. I'm like, okay. And it's, and it's like, and it's important. To, it's important to know when to pivot. Yeah, That's the thing. It, it's important to know that because look, I'm 41. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And I'm like, in, in the back of my mind, I'm like, I know I'm not going to be going out and playing and gigging forever. Right. And even if I do, like, it has to be, it has, to, it has to be worth it. Yes. It yes. has to be worth That's it. That's exactly where I am. And I think all my other guests have, that are in our same age range have said the same thing. <clears throat> We're not running out doing the quick little things anymore. You know, it has to be worth it for us to leave our, our house and our family. Yeah. So it's like, look, man, you know, if it's something where I can create something, you know, from my own home and whatnot. Then mm-hmm. I'll definitely do that. And then on top of that, you know, even in the pandemic, I started to realize, you know, my worth. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not my that worth part. just as a, as a musician, mm-hmm. but my worth as a person. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, because that's because that's the key. And I'm not saying like, you know, all churches do this, but sometimes churches and i'm saying it generally so loosely, you know right yeah. very loosely like sometimes churches they they see the gift and they as long as the gift is working the person is neglected yeah you know so it's like oh you know what if they're playing well mm-hmm. then everything must be well and yeah. it's like nah yeah. it's not always that's not always the case no, you're just performing at that point. You're not, your heart and your soul still have a, a factor and they need to be, you know, ministered to. And if you're, then you're just a hireling at that point, right? You're just right. there to, to perform a job. But if right. you're there, if you, you're genuinely concerned for my soul, you would, you would ask about me. You would find out how my family's doing. You would, 
see if I need anything, you know, like offer support in some way. So I right. get that. Yeah, but yeah, that, that pivot that pivot is important because everybody has a window, everybody has a season. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Especially with, you know, the you know, the younger generation coming up, like yeah. they didn't have what we had. Like we we have we we're, we're, we're considered hybrids because we had the old school, but yeah. then we also have like the technology and stuff. Like we have yeah. YouTube like YouTube came out like, you know, in our generation. We caught half of it, right? Because yeah, we, we were caught, right in the middle. Right. Yeah. We caught yeah. half of it. So like these young musicians that are coming up, like they have they have access to so much knowledge and yes. so much information. And they and, learn at a quicker quicker way, quicker uh, speed than we did. Right. I mean, yeah. even the way that they approach music is different. Yes. Because like we would have to go to like you know, cassettes. I'm da- yeah, I'm, not, really. not, yeah, cassettes. Like, like we'd have to go to like you know, Sam Goody, Coconuts, mm-hmm. you know, all yeah. them, you know, stores, Fye, Fye, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And we'd have to learn. You know, we listen to songs straight through because it's mm-hmm. on the same album. And Robert yeah. Glasper said this, and it was, and it, and it, it made so much sense. He said that because of technology now, the way that young people now listen to music is different because they'll listen to, you know, um. They'll listen to um, they'll listen to his stuff, yeah. and then they would you know the next thing on the lit on they would on listen the playlist, to playlist yeah it, it, it could be um, you too yeah you know what I'm saying so then yeah. it's all it comes this whole mosh pish posh yeah. yeah jumbled up gumbo yeah. of music yeah right so you know again I guess I'm going to transition so um, it's important that we know how to transition and help them transition also. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really important because again, we're not going to be playing forever. And that's just the, the yeah. truth. And it's like, I refuse to be the old head to be like, you know, being <laughs> bitter and like, man, I should have had that gig. And then as a, you know, and even in this transitional period, it's important to make sure that whatever we pass on to the, you know, the next cast coming up, that yeah. we're not passing on the bitterness to them. Right, you know what I'm saying. Try and live through them vicariously. Yeah, hating you know them, critiquing everything, and and not giving showing love. Yeah, because it's like, yo, like we can't we can't have egos, you know. No. So I'm saying that yeah, transition is that pandemic. It was a transitional period. Yeah. I had to really think differently. I had yeah. to really you know change the way that I approach things. I had to change the way that you know um, I do business. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay, I want I want 50% up front before I get started. Absolutely. Like, that's important because I have to look out for my family too. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Pay me and half. Pay me half. Non-refundable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't like it, mm-hmm. hey, at least I will have something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it's a, it's a, it was definitely a transitional period. I know I kind of went on a soapbox. No, it, right it all makes sense. It all makes sense. Transitional yeah. period, and it, and it opened your eyes and and opened your mind to do different things. Right. Um, and you already spoke to speaking to uh, having a plan when music slows down. You know how important that is, and the pandemic prepared us for that, right? Because we can't play. You can still do music at a high level for the rest of your life. You can. You know, Quincy Jones is an example, the Rolling Stones, the Motown Review, you know, Lionel Richie, all these guys are still touring at a high level, right? Mm-hmm. But you're, you're not going to be the man. You're not going to be the guy forever. You know, at some point, you're going to cool off. And so you have to have a plan in mind. And I, I ask this question to everybody, just make sure that everybody 
we, we drill it into the theme of the show because I want people to be prepared because you're going to have a run and then that run is going to come to an end. And then what are you going to do? Right. And, and, and I think, I think the key, you know, for, for musicians is to have a very wide skill set. Yes. Have a very wide skill set. So like, um, if you play an instrument, learn orchestration. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Learn how yeah. to mix, know how to do arrangements, yeah. you know, know how, you know, like teaching is my passion. Mm-hmm. You know, I love, I love teaching, you know? Yeah. So I'm going, I'm going in that arena, you yeah. know, because it's a part of, you know, part of, you know, my DNA mm-hmm. and I love doing it. So, yeah. you know, I got it, you know, I can, I can teach a skill. I can definitely do that, mm-hmm. you know? So have a wide skill, have a, have a, a, a wide skill set. Like even sometimes like I get asked to, to um, score stuff. So like, yeah. you know, oh yeah, you know, can you write a chart for this? Oh, okay. I'll do it. Yeah. I have the, I have the software to do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shame. Uh, here, here's something right, real, real quick. Like I ended up getting like a lot of different like programs and plugins and stuff like that. And yeah. music is an investment. Yes, it is. It it really is. It is. You know, because like, okay, I'm gonna tell on myself too. So, <laughs> you know, I remember getting like, yo, you got the that uh the copy of Reason 3.0. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, okay, at the time I didn't have the bread for it. Yeah, everybody you know? had cracks. Yeah. Yeah, you know. So as I got older, I'm starting to realize like, yeah, this is an investment. I gotta, you know, and I'm wondering, like, yo, so why does this cost so much? It doesn't make any sense. And mind you, I'm a I'm a I'm a low maintenance dude. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get all these plugins, or whatever. But yeah. then when I realized, again, transition. Yeah. When I realized that the quality of sounds that I'm using has to mm-hmm. improve, I'm Absolutely. like, oh, yeah. that's why it costs that much. The way, even the way that they mic the strings and stuff. Of course, yeah. Okay. There's a difference. There's a difference. So, you know, so understanding that whatever we do as musicians and as creatives, everything is an investment. That's the yeah. other, that's another uh, thing that I, I learned, you know, so. You have to invest in yourself and level up and stay relevant, right? I think that's the thing, like stay in the conversation. Right. You know, um, I'm not going to be able to play drums competitively for forever, you know, but I will be able to arrange, I'll be able to produce, I'll be able to write the song, I'll be able to take pictures, I'll be able to, you know, like, I'm going to stay relevant, I'm going to stay around the arts, you know, and my name is going to, you know, I'm working on my personal thing to just stay in the, in the conversation. And I think, you know, as you transition from one thing, you, now I can be the consultant, now I can hire the band, now I can put the show together, you know, like, I can do those things without having to be the person behind the kit. Right, right. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'll add this, and I'll say this, you know, and I'm saying this, you know, from the bottom of my heart with the most purest of intentions, like, you know, especially for the young cats coming up playing in church, like, it's great that you're playing in church. It's it's great that you give them your gift back. And if you, you know, you get like, you know, uh, a salary from it, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Right. I'm just saying, I'm begging you, like, don't typecast yourself there. Mm. Don't typecast yourself there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because... There's so much more that you have to offer. There's so much yeah. more you have to offer. Like, I mean, I like, the way I grew up, like church I went to, it yeah, was like it. it was like um, 
you know, yeah, you can't go out and play for the world and stuff like that. And yeah. I'm thinking like, you know, you know what? I love Jesus. And I don't want to set up. So, right. you know, but then when, you know, as I got older and I started, you know, playing at other venues and stuff, I'm like, oh, wait, I have Jesus. I'm, 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 <laughs> I'm like, I'm still the same dude. Yeah. You know, I'm just playing there doing what I got to do when I'm leaving. Right. You know what I'm saying? A lot you of things know? were, were, uh, diff- it was based on perception. It was mm-hmm. based on, you know, the old way. Right. Um, I was on a podcast, the Hello Beautiful People podcast this week, and we were talking about our upbringing uh, with my boy V. George Smith. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We were talking about different things that we couldn't do. I couldn't go to the movies. I couldn't, I couldn't go, you know, I had to ask my grandfather, could I go to the movies? I, different people couldn't roller skate or, you know, wearing pants or different things. The old church, you know, the way, and there was nothing wrong with that. You know, it's just a matter of evolution and a lot of things that we thought were sins uh, really weren't sins. It was just a preference. Right, right. You know, and I think that, you know, it was situ it was um concepts and perceptions like that that mm-hmm. kind of stifled, you know, musicians that we looked up to that had the potential to be great. Of course. And they ended up getting stifled. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know, a lot of the skill sets that we have in church, they're transferable out there. Of course. They're transferable out there. I'm sure you- gospel has prepared you for the jazz world. Oh, in some absolutely. way. Yeah. yeah. Speak to Absolutely. that real quick. So, you know, it with gospel is like it forces you to really think fast. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you know, in gospel, we there's such a, a a different you know energy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like when you know in jazz when they're playing like you know bebop tunes at like <laughs> you know. 200 250 of bpm yeah, yeah we're accustomed to doing that because when we play shout music and we of course the, yeah. the stamina is there mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying so you know playing it so playing in church you know has helped with that you know not not only with the playing and stuff but learning how to i guess for, like, for me like create my own patches and create my own sounds and stuff. Yes. And again, mm-hmm. that ties in with what I experienced when I was um, in high school and I met Randy and Daryl and yeah, those guys. The creativity was unlocked. Yeah. Like, you know, I was gracious of, you know, um, my, my pastor and his wife at the time, God rest their souls. You know, they gave me the keys to the church, you know, and I'm like, and especially when I was in college and there weren't any practice rooms available. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to, the, I'm there for hours. Yeah. Hours. I'm I would like, go at high school. I would go right after school and just be. My grandfather's my pastor. I had the key, and me and my friends would go, and we and those were the best times, man. Right, you know. But it was, but it's things like that that help to you know develop you know our skill set and going out and going out and playing outside of church. You absolutely. know, like even even like I mean, this is kind of weird now, but like back in the day when back in the day <laughs> back in the day when. Sam Mash and guitar sentence was, was popping. Of course, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like every like I remember every new keyboard that came out, mm-hmm. I'm there. Yeah, and you knew and, and it's like you knew you were good with the people that worked there. Because mm-hmm. if you could play well and they appreciate how you play, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, come here, yep. come here. Yo, we got this new joint coming out. We're gonna put it on the floor like tomorrow. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. when now I'm going to like those music stores, I will go there. I'm mm-hmm. fiddling through all, all the stuff, the patches, yeah. all the patches and build stuff. And then networking and stuff happened there too. Of course. Yeah. Like, yo, like, oh man, you sound great. 
oh, word, thanks, man. Like, yo, you want to shed? Sure. And play with you know, exchange numbers and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but back to, you know, playing in church and those skill sets, all of, like, a majority of those skill sets are are transferable. Yeah. You know, because we work fast mm-hmm. and, our, and our skills are sharp because we're playing every week. Yeah, that's true we're too. Playing. And learning we're, new material. Yeah. In a, in, in a matter of days. Yeah. Not to mention, not to mention all the, oh, <laughs> I'm thinking about this hilarious. Like, you know, uh, the Lord placed this song on my heart. Oh, yeah. I'm <laughs> or devotional service or like, you know, just making up a song on the heart. Yeah. Off the fly. Right. And then, like, I experienced this, you know, like the even the Sunday evening services where, you know, someone would sing a song. They'll say, oh, yeah, I'm going to sing it in an F. Mm. And then they sing it in a whole completely different key. <laughs> and then to take it to another level, they sing it in like a whole different key. And like every other line, they're like changing keys. And oh, it's yes, just like, yes, yes. Yeah. Got to keep yeah. up. You, you know what I'm up. saying? Those things keep, keep your skills sharpened, though, I'm sure. Yeah. I think with me, it, church took the fear away of playing and performing out. You know, you could be prepared at home. But, you know, when it's time to some te- sometimes people clam up when it's time to play in front of people. But yeah. playing in church, you know, takes that fear away because if you can play in church and keep, you know, not be embarrassed in that situation, because church is the only place that you'll get embarrassed like that. You won't get embarrassed like that on a jazz stage like that. Nobody's calling you out per se like that. <laughs> but in church, they will let you know, you oh. know, if you're doing a bad job. So I think getting to that level in church where, you know, you're not, you know, pinpointed for your mistakes or you're not called out for those things, I think that took the fear away from playing. So I could play in the stadium now because I'm not afraid. You know, I'm, I'm confident in what I can do. So I think church prepared me that way as far as not being afraid to be on these large stages. Yeah. And we know how to adjust. We know how to adjust. We know how to adjust when things go bad, you know, you know, half the keyboard isn't working. Mm-hmm. How to, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like we've been, we've, we've been in situations where like, yeah, you know, yeah, we have an organ and it's like, a Fisher Price kind of yeah, looking, yeah, yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, how do we make this sound, yeah, right? It makes you resourceful. Make it, yeah, we like we make you know lemonade out of lemons. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I'm sorry, our keyboard is stuck in transpose, and uh, it's positive three, right? <laughs> <laughs> and we can't, and the screen is broken, so we can't change it. So we don't know, but you, we have a keyboard. Right, right. Those type of situ- those are only situations that happen in church, though. That's that. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you for sharing, bro. Let's play a game. Let's call it uh, rapid fire. Right. I'm going to ask game. you something, and mm-hmm. uh, it's an either or, and you just tell me what your preference is. Okay. All right. Analog or digital? Oh, analog or digital? Who? Uh by a we're, chi- small... we're children. We're children of both. Yeah, by a small margin, I'm gonna say analog. Analog. And the reason why is because, again, how we grew up, everything was, you know, surface. Everything was it was able to touch. Yeah. You know absolutely. what I'm saying. And mm-hmm. I also find with with analog that the sounds are have more grit. Yeah. You know, and they're mm-hmm. warmer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, digital to getting dangerously close. It's very close. Dangerous. They come a long way. Absolutely. Analog, 
Oh, by a little bit. By by a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roland, Yamaha, Korg, or Nord? Which is your preference? Come on, man. I'm a musician, man. Of course, I'm gonna make it hard. <laughs> oh. Unless you're endorsed with anybody, then don't answer. Oh no 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 no. no. Um. Uh, you know what? Okay, I gotta think. Keep you want? I'll just say this. I won't even say since. I'll say mains. Which one for mains? Mains. Roland, Yamaha, Korg, or Nord? Mm. What's on your rider? What's on my... I want you to come play. What do you want? What's your choice? <sighs> Yamaha. Um, the montage? Yeah, I rock with the montage. Okay, yeah. so Yamaha, Yamaha for mains. Yamaha, well, what's your second? If it's a... Yamaha, it's gonna be a motif. Uh, oh man, this is so difficult. Man. For mains, you're you're a keyboard piano player. No, no, because you know what? Because here's the thing. Because I'm a, because I started off playing acoustic pianos. Of course. So I'm I'm a I'm a piano purist. I'm I'm accustomed to that. Of course. So when it comes to like the keyboards and stuff, mm -hmm. I'm like. I have to go with the sounds and stuff, you know. Okay. And and Yamaha, like I'm, I played on Yamaha's a majority of the time. Okay, you know. So okay, um, Korgs are a close second. Like the stuff, like the stuff. The newer Korgs now, right? Not the older ones. But yeah, like the Chronos. Yeah, I like that could work as that could work as main because their pianos have stepped up. Of course, amazingly, yeah. Yeah, like their pianos back in the day were like detuned by like five hundred cents. <laughs> like <laughs> the Triton piano, yeah, and the M one piano. Yeah, but I would, I would, yeah, Korg would be number two. Oh, but you said you said Nord though. Nord, Aww. like Nord is taking over, the, you know, over the world right now. You already okay. answered Yamaha. I'm going to the next one. Okay. Okay. In ears or headphones? In ears. In ears. Basketball, football, or soccer? Basketball. B basketball. Basketball. Okay. Italian or Mexican food? Italian. Italian food. Yeah. Brown brown stew chicken or oxtails? Oxtails. Oxtails. Curry goat, curry chicken, or curry pork? Curry goat. Curry goat. Yeah, Jamaican me. Okay. <laughs> Plantains or breadfruit? Plantains. Okay. Herbie Hancock or Chick Corea? Oh, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I can't even plead the fifth. I can't even do that. I mean, you don't have to. If it's that hard, you can skip it. It's, it yeah, yeah. it's supposed to be fun. I'm not trying to no, catch you out. No, no. <laughs> You know, it's 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 like I love both of them so much. Yeah, me too. I love both of them so much. They're they're, they're a tie for me. A tie. Okay, I got you. Yeah. Um, I just even harder. Art Tatum or Oscar Peterson? <sighs> Come on, man. Uh, okay. I, I try to be I'll, politically I'll, correct I'll, and add these keep these piano players. I'll but. say. I'll say. I'm gonna say Oscar Peterson because okay. he caught my attention first. Okay. 
And then doing the family tree, I found out mm-hmm. he was into Tatum. And then yeah, okay. I'm like, it made sense. So I but my heart, Oscar Peterson. Okay. Uh so you being a Caribbean man, do you appreciate summer or winter? Summer. T shirts and shorts or coats and boots? Because we're from the Northeast too. So what's your favorite season to dress in? Coats and boots or, or t shirts and shorts? T shirts and shorts. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Do you pref- do you enjoy making the song or uh, performing the song? I like I like performing the song because of its spontaneity. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Apple or Android? Team Apple. Team Apple. Apple. Okay. Yeah. So Beats or AirPods? AirPods. AirPods. Yeah. Early mornings or late nights? The Caribbean, he <sighs> was going to say early mornings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, have to, I'll have to say early. early. Well, you put, no, I am a night owl, though. As um, a musician, I'm sure you're a night owl, but yeah. I'm sure you can't beat, you know, how, what you're upbringing. I'm sure you had to be up early. Yeah, I had to, yeah, I had to be up early. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a bodega sandwich or food from a diner late at night? Which one are you doing? Chopped bodega. cheese in the Bronx? A chopped cheese in the Bronx, or are you going to a diner? Bodega. Bodega. I go bodega. Okay. Yeah. Yankees or Mets? Yankees. All the way. All right. Downer. Yes. New York pizza, Bronx pizza, Brooklyn pizza, or Connecticut pizza? New York pizza. By far. Really? Okay. You haven't. You, I got to send you to the right spots because Connecticut is definitely up there. That's that's what I'm hearing. That's yeah. what I'm hearing. I'm, I got to bring bring you to the right spots. I'm coming home in a couple of weeks. I, I'll link up with you and we'll we'll have some pizza. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, Knicks or Nets? Unfortunately, the Knicks. Yes, my guy. I'm a yeah. Knicks fan too. Yeah. All right, cool. Giants or Jets? Giants. Giants. All right. Character or skill? Character. Okay. And what's the ratio between character and skill? What percentage do you think? Um, Character, I want to say uh, 60-40. Mm-hmm. 60-40. Because the character comes through the music anyway. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, okay, um, that makes sense. I never heard that before. Yeah. Your character comes through the music. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, do you enjoy touring? You're about to go on a little tour to, uh, tomorrow, traveling. Do you enjoy traveling or tour or studio sessions? Uh, so stay at stay at home money or traveling money. I like staying at home. I like yeah. I like staying at home, especially when the season I'm in. You know, oh. just you know, I, I get that bug though. That it's like I'm sure you know you know I want to play here, I want to play you know, but. It's different. Got but staying at home. Yeah. Pro Tools or Logic? Logic. Okay, okay. I think that's it. I'm gonna let it let it be. That was cool. Oh, Junior. Uh, Sylvia's or Amy Ruth's? Uh, let's see. Um, recent. There's a recency bias. Amy Ruth's. Mm-hmm. Amy Ruth. 
Yeah. Kanye or Pharrell? Kanye. Okay. And Nike or Adidas? You got a Nike shirt on, so hopefully. Yeah, Nike. For sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Thanks for playing that game. So you're an author, bro, right? Tell me about your new your new ebook. Okay. So um it's a book that I wrote. It took about a year and a half, um, you know, two years to write. And it's a book of uh, you know, short sayings and proverbs. And mm-hmm. um it's uh it's geared to uh for not only musicians but creatives. And um they're quotes in the book that can help inspire, invoke yeah. thought and you know affirm and uh you know encourage the reader you know what i'm saying um and the um reason why i I put out the book was because you know again i'm thinking about you know the younger generation i'm thinking about you know people who are beginners or Mm -hmm. people who don't have mentors and for you know people who uh they they look they may look up to a musician and they didn't have the greatest experience with them like they kind of got shunned and it was like, well, you know, you're not on my level, so I can't really talk to you or whatever. Yeah. You know, and that can that can be damaging to a person. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so the book is just compiled of all of these, you know, ideas and thoughts and quotes, you know, and it ranges from, you know, uh how to practice, you know, awesome. um self worth, um, mm-hmm. uh, let's see, how to how to, you know, approach music, you know. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wide range of stuff, but it's some, but it's a book that's designed for the reader to go back to it. It's not like a one-time okay. read. And, oh, it's a manual. Yeah. yeah. So it's, yeah. it's daily living, right? You can go back to it. Yeah. So like, I'll give you the first quote of the book. Okay. So the first quote is haste makes mistakes. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, it's, you know, yeah. So it's like, you know, it's just something real quick and mm-hmm. it'll be impactful. You know, my mom is asking where we can purchase the book. Well, um, it's on my uh, my website, Garnet Walters Music. Um, and currently I'm um, working on getting the uh, the physical copies done. OK, you know what I'm saying? So it could be like a you know a little coffee table in the studio type thing. Yeah. Or, so is it like e- e-download right now? It's an e-book, right? Yeah. So we can download it from what platforms? Just on your website? Yeah, so on my website, you know, it's, a P- it's in PDF form, so you could, you know, put it on your phone, put it on Kindle, Perfect. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, um, you know, it's, it's um, I put it, uh, I released the book last week, Monday, so um, I have it at a sale price right now, and it's going to go till Friday. So. Congratulations, man, that's amazing. We'll definitely be supporting, and I encourage everyone to get out there and support uh, G's Keys, the Musician's Book of Proverbs. Yeah. Yeah, so... Garnett has his keys and he's letting you guys know what's up. So that's amazing. Now you had an amazing 2020, right? You went through transition, but in that, in that transition, you achieved a feat that many aspire to achieve. Um, you won an Emmy award for being a producer and arranger on an Emmy award winning song. I think it's, you can change the world. Yeah. Please tell me about that because when I heard that I was so hyped to hear that you won the Emmy bro. So congratulations on that. We salute you for that. Tell us about that experience over the pandemic, how you created a, a, a Emmy award-winning song. Okay. So, um, again, this ties into, you know, transition, yeah. you know, um, I'm pretty much working from home, you know, um, people send me, um, get sent music to work on and, you know, arrange and produce and stuff. And, uh, a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, 
um, he he uh, calls me. He's like, hey, uh, you know, I was just on this TV show and it's called Date While You Wait. Yeah. And um, um, I was interviewed. And the premise of the show actually is a guy, he's on the subway and he's talking to people, random people, you know, right. he brings out a table and they're playing like mm-hmm. Connect Four, Checkers, whatever. And yeah. he's talking to them for about half an hour, right? Mm-hmm. So the guy's talking to him. My friend had his guitar and he was like, you know, can you just play a, you know, make up a song on the spot? And wrote a chorus, and he was just like, the host was like, oh, that's amazing, right? So then the host um, uh, told the executive producers about, you know, you know, my friend who played guitar or whatever yeah. and played the song and whatnot, and it was like, we need to make that into something. So that's why my, my friend called me. He was like, yeah, you know, um, we're working on, I, I, I need to work on this song, write the song or whatever. You know, can you help me out? And I'm like, yeah, sure, I got you. And he told me yeah. about the people, you know, the executive producers and so forth and so on, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, um, I was like, yeah, sure. What's the at deadline? The time, at the time, you didn't know how big or what the potential was, but you you respected the, the request of your friend. Was it Donald? Right, Donald Stevens. Yeah, Donald Stevens, right. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, so um, I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, I'll do it. I'm like, and I asked him, okay, what's the deadline? And he's like, they were like, um, you just get it to them when he can. In my mind, I'm like, okay, number one, and I, and I believe that this is God saying it, like, absolutely. Number one, these are TV people. Yeah. So they strike while the iron's hot. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, this cannot take no more than two weeks. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what Smart, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay. So I'm like, so I'm like, okay. So I told told my friend Donald. Let's knock this out. And we did everything over Zoom. Wow. You know what I'm saying? We did everything. It was the height of the middle of the pandemic. It was 2020, too. It was heavy. Mm-hmm. It was heavy. So nobody was going anywhere. Right. So, you know, we were going, you know, just uh, exchanging ideas. He was telling me, like, hey, this is what I'm looking for, so forth and so on. And I'm like, okay. And we're doing, we're actually doing the, the studio session yeah, via over Zoom. Zoom, over Zoom. So he's hearing. Wow. So I'm doing the screen share. Mm-hmm. You know, he's playing references and again over, you know, online. Yeah. So I watched the whole process on YouTube when he was recording the drums. That was cool. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, um worked on it or whatever. You know, long story short, we got everything mixed, mastered, well, recorded vocals, got it mixed and mm-hmm. mastered in a week. Yeah. In a week, so I'm like, wow. okay, that wasn't playing, right? And because yeah. the thing is, like, because my thing is, like, um, the way that I view music is like, I don't just think, like, okay, we need a crescendo here. I don't mm-hmm. use, I'm just like, look, just talk to me regular, yeah, just talk to me normal, and then mm-hmm. I'll make it work. And give yeah. me the reference, okay, cool. So yeah. we submitted the finished product the following week, and um. The, uh, the executive producer, um, David Katz and his people, you know, yes. shout out to them. Shout you know, out to David Katz. You know, like, um, yo, he was, he was like, look, he told, he told Donald, like, I've been in TV for over 33 years wow. and I've never gotten music back that quickly with that <laughs> high quality. That high quality. That's amazing. Just, right. And then, so I'm like, wow, this is, this is pretty cool. 
Yeah. You know, so and you thought that was the limit. You thought that was it, right? Yeah, I was. Just, I was just like, okay, you know, we got the song, got the song done or whatever. Cool. Did they play it on the show. Yeah. It was, so it's okay. so it's the theme. So now it's the theme song on it's the, the theme show. song of the show. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah, okay. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. All right. A few months later, you know, Donald calls me back. You know, I called me back. But he calls me. He's like, yo, song got nominated for an Emmy. Wait, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, song got nominated for an Emmy. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, yeah. again, I'm, I'm taking everything in stride. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm just taking everything in stride. Not getting too hyped. You're just like real cool, real laid back. Typical yeah. thing. <laughs> right. Just, you know, just saying everything what it is. You know, on the inside, I'm just like, yo, this could be something. But yeah, of course. Just, you know, just take the moment for what it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I can at least say, or you don't know, he was saying that at least you can say like you're an, an Emmy nominated producer arranger. Yeah, I'm like, already. Yeah. All right, that, that's cool. You know, I'm just again just being regular. Yeah. So, a uh, couple months go by, um, and mind you, the pandemic is—they're still doing the—they um, weren't meeting in public places because you know everything shut down. Of course, so, yeah. you know, they did the um, the award ceremony, you know, streaming online, you know, yeah, online. So, you know, um, um, oh, and then before that, you know, um, Donald also told me that there's a possibility that we could have won two. Because the because the show itself got nominated for an Emmy. Oh, and because you were part of it, you would have won a second one. Holy right! Man. So I'm yeah. just like, oh, like oh man, this is you know this is crazy. You know, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm again I'm taking everything in stride. Mm-hmm. You know, so the uh, you know we're watching the whole streaming thing or whatever, and um, our category you're watching this live, right? You're watching it live. Yeah, you know, I'm 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 home with the kids. Yeah, you know they're making noise and everything, and <laughs> I have my, you know, my phone and my AirPods on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, you know, uh, just waiting for the there, and I'm like, hey, Timothy, get down from there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Full dad mode. Full right. dad mode. So then, um, our category got called, and you know, it said the winner is change the world, and I was just like. Wow, man! Yo, this is crazy. I ran around. I ran around <laughs> like I was crazy. My kids were joining me. They don't know what's going on. <laughs> they don't on. know like, what. Ah! It's a party, right? It's a it's a party. And then you know, I called Donald. And then as soon as I called Donald, he was just like, "Yo!" Yeah, <laughs> I saw yeah. his reaction. I saw he had a, a watch party. Um, and then when he found it, he was all dressed up. He wore a tux and everything in the house, <laughs> like right, it was, right. he was at the Emmys, right? That was right. so cool, man. Right. Congratulations to you guys. That is amazing. So the song is called You Can Change the World. Now, is it available for download or no? Um, I believe it is. I, I think it is. But I know it's on YouTube for sure. There's okay. a music video and everything. And you can I'll, change the world. And I'll also say this. Like, you know, I you know, when I put the, the post on Facebook, it reminded me. First of all, I was kind of hesitant to kind of do it. Because you're shy. And you're I'm just like, late. yeah, you know, but it was just like. I felt like MJ when he first when he won his first chip, like yeah, I was emotional. Hyped. But then I started. I remember I started. I was crying because I'm like, because yeah. I didn't expect it. Right. I didn't expect it. I'm just yeah. like, yo, man, this is, this is this is crazy. I'm like, yo, all this time that I put in the practice. Yes, sir. All the time that I put in to you know go to rehearsals 
And yes. I think about the many failures that I had and right. the and the many times where I'm just like, yo. This is I huge, don't... bro. Yes. Yeah, you know? So, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? This is it, man. Yeah. You know? It, and, and, and it's still surreal even now. Yeah. You know, because I'm just like, I, I forget to mention it. Do you get a, do you get an award or do you have to buy it or yeah I I got I got an, I got the award you know you should have brought like, it on like, the show oh, I, I mean I have it I have it <laughs> hold on hold on let me let yeah, me man we need to see that right. so, yeah, holy this... moly guacamole wow yeah that's so incredible is... man yeah like it didn't hit me until it until this came in the mail yeah. And then, and then in, in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I usually, if I get any type of trophy or certificate or whatever, I just give it to my mom. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, I'm just like, Not yeah, this. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, 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 I can't do that. And I can't do that with this because, you know, um, I want my kids to see this. Absolutely. I want my kids to see this, you know, like, hey, it's a matter of, you know, you put in, you put in the work and then, yeah, you know, you walk in with God and everything. And I think, and, and I also think that this was kind of like God saying, like, "Yeah, I see what you've been doing. Yeah, I see what you've been doing. Yeah, you know." So, and and, and it's not like like my 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 worth as a human being isn't tied to this. Yeah, but it's like in terms of you know I, who said it? Fat Joe said it like you know yesterday's price is not today's, <laughs> today's price. price. That's right. Hold it up again. Yeah, man. That's amazing, man. It's so you're so well deserving of it, bro. You are the kindest, nicest person ever, man. And everything that you went through, uh, God, God knew and he had a plan for you. And I celebrate you. This is one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show, because for one, you're a nice person. And, you know, they say nice guys finish last. And that's not true because me and you are on the nice guy team. And I believe that we are winners. You know what I'm saying? And you are definitely a winner. And I salute you for that, bro. Because you are a gifted musician, you're a nice guy, you're a great father. And I just wanted, the world needs more people like you. And we need to celebrate people like you that have gone through things and have come out victorious. And now you're an Emmy Award winning producer, bro. That's on your bio line forever. And I, and I salute you. And there's only more coming. So, you know, we, we haven't worked on any records together. We have to do something together because, you know, I just want to be a tie. I want to be tied to good people like that. So we will definitely do something in the future. I'm grateful for you coming on. Uh, now that you're an Emmy award-winning producer, you've done, you know, R&B, gospel, gospel, jazz, and hip-hop records. You work with DMX, and I, I saw that in your credits and all that stuff. That's amazing. I'll get that story later because that that was crazy. But how do you want to be remembered? Um, I want to be remembered as you know a uh, uh, a person that inspires people. You know, mm-hmm. I also yeah. want to be you know, and I I want to be known as an asset you know to the lives of others more importantly you know my wife and kids yes you know what i'm saying because Mm -hmm. um like after i play and stuff they know they i'm I'm interacting with them and i'm in relationship with them yes and that has to you know carry over into every other part of life yeah you know and i want to be known also in Knowing that I made somebody, I made somebody better. Not only yeah. musically, but mm-hmm. just you know, I took the time to to talk to somebody or yeah. whatever after a gig, mm-hmm. you know, and being personable. able to just yeah, being personable and 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 you know, because 
it's important to be it's important to to care about people you know i have yeah. a, i have a big heart i really i really care about people you do yeah i really do that's what's you up. know the introvert that i am yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know you may be guarded but you really care about the people when you yeah. when they get to know you you open up a lot more and that's that's really cool right yeah well, thank you so much for your time, bro. I'm going to let you go. Garnett is traveling to Vegas tomorrow to do some work. He's a professional musician. He's out there working. And and this is a he was a perfect example of musician memoirs where I wanted to have seasoned musicians that are still out there on the grind and on the road uh, accomplishing things. And they're still pursuing their dreams. They're they're uh, staying relevant and then they're expanding their gift and they're finding different ways to be to be have different streams of income come in. And I just wanted to pass this information on to all creatives, you know, whether you act, you sing, you write, uh, I'm going to have different kinds of people on here. I'm going to have entertainers on here. I'm going to have uh, playwrights. I'm going to have actresses and actors. I'm going to just do different things to have different people give their story and, and provide insight on how to stay in the pocket and how to find your groove and stay, stay uh, in the pocket and find your niche. So, G, thank you so much for your time, bro. Have a safe trip. Uh, give my love to your wife and your kids. Um, and we just salute you, man. I, I appreciate it. Where can we find you on social media? Um, so you can find me on um, Garnet Walters Music on um, on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, you can also find me on, on TikTok. That's my new thing. Okay, you know, uh, let's go. Garnet Walters Music 2. Okay. So Garnet Walters Music with the, with the number 2, all one mm -hmm. word. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Garnet Walters um, Music as well. Um, and then, you know, my website, GarnetWaltersMusic.com. Dope. Let me tell you a funny story about You Can Change the World. Uh, Viviana Stevens, who sang on the record, is from my hometown. She lived around the corner from me. She's Donald Stevens' first cousin. Oh. So Viviana, she I think she sang soprano. She was my next door neighbor mm. and rode my bus and went to high school with me all four years of high school. So when I saw that she was uh, celebrating winning an Emmy, and then I saw you did it, then I saw his last name was Stevens, I said, oh my goodness, Viviana Stevens Allen. She's married now. But mm -hmm. Viviana is is uh, Donald's first cousin, and uh, and then you guys did the song together, and my friend would sing on the background on the record. So I thought That's that was pretty cool that the world is so big, but yet still so small. Yeah. Oh, you know what? <laughs> I also got almost forgot. Um, um, you can also check me out on YouTube also on Dope. Garnet Walters Music as well. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Um, please support the book. Please visit the website. Uh, go check out. You can change the world, written by Garnett and Donald Stevens, uh, Emmy Award winning producer and arranger. My friend and brother, thank you for your time, bro. Have a safe trip, and I'll talk to you soon. All right, thank you for having me. I really, it was a lot of fun today, man. It really yeah. was. Thank you, bro. I love you, man. Take care. Love you too, man. Yes, sir. So that'll do it. That is a wrap. Episode four, Musician Memoirs with my bro, my friend and bro, Garnett Walters. He is an amazing man. Uh, please check this out. It's going to be available uh, for audio, your audio listening Uh either tonight or tomorrow, I'll put it up. Um, check it out. Please share the page, In the Pocket with Chip G. Um, we are trying to get positive information out there. I'm grateful to everyone who supports, support, and subscribes to the podcast. We're available on all the, the platforms that you saw. Wherever you get your podcast from, you can find us there. I'm grateful to everybody for tuning in tonight, sharing your Wednesday with me. Our next guest will be uh, my friend, my sister, Stout, Denise Stoudemire from New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, she is an amazing independent artist uh, tearing up the world. She's worked with Alicia Keys. Uh, she was just on the Legacy Tour. She's an amazing singer, songwriter, performer, vocal coach, producer. Uh, and she's a hometown hero. 
you know, we're from Connecticut and she's out here doing her thing, tearing up the world. And so she has an amazing story how she's been in music for 20 years. And so she's my sister and we're going to come on. We're going to have a good time this time next week, a little earlier, hour earlier at eight o'clock. But on uh, July 20th, we'll be back with Stout, my girl, Denise. All right. So we'll be able to talk to her and she's going to share how she sustained a 20 year career in music. Shout out to my team, my wife, Sherry, and my cousin Taylor for helping me out. Thank you all for your support. Continue to stay in the pocket and I will talk to you soon. God bless.